Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Careers 2.0. I'm Philip and I will be your host, which I am very excited about. I am a sales guy and a marketer and my public speaking usually happens behind the closed doors of meeting rooms and Zoom calls and not in front of the camera. So if you're listening to this, then chances are we're quite alike. We want to learn about building an audience online, productizing our skills and build what we call a career 2.0. Today, we're talking with Maris, creator turned entrepreneur and founder of Selfi, a company behind this podcast. We'll take you behind the scenes of the creator economy and allow you to learn not from a single creator, but from a guy who has helped thousands of them. We'll talk about the problems that most creators face and what makes them successful. As Maris will say himself, we want to help creators learn from other creators. I think it's a great way to kick things off. So if you're up for it, don't forget to subscribe and let's jump right in. Maybe let's start with you. So you said that creator economy is the one market and industry that you would like to work with. Um, what is it about it that interests you so much? Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, we only in recent years uh, defined that we wanted to work specifically in creator economy. Before that, it had many different uh, definitions uh, and uh, people, creators, called themselves in different words. And we ourselves also were not very focused. But to actually uh, going back to the very beginnings uh, of Selfi, we were creators uh, as well uh, when we started the company. At the time, we were working in website uh, design and development, and we sold WordPress themes uh, together with my co-founder. And uh, yeah, we wanted to essentially create a best platform to sell digital products um, for ourselves, first and foremost. And uh, when we started to research... Um, uh, the the needs of others. We very soon discovered that uh, it's also the same problem for designers, musicians, uh, and we created Selfie uh, as a, as a place to where to do e-commerce specifically for digital p products. So uh, this is how it started and evolved uh, in, in much more comp comprehensive platform. What were the issues that you were trying to solve for yourself? I think at that time. Uh, there were a lot fewer e-commerce platforms in the first place, but most of them, uh, if not all of them, were specifically designed for kind of shipping and selling physical goods online, uh, which is, of course, was much more a uh, bigger market. And uh, nobody paid attention to creator needs and uh, selling digital products. Um, and there was not a, a good platform to do that. Uh, there was some specific solutions in some certain niches, like for example, software, but uh, on the broader scale, courses, eBooks, uh, uh, design assets, uh, it was really challenging to, s uh, to sell them through uh, existing e-commerce platforms. And we saw that this is an opportunity where we can create a really awesome solution. That's also one of the questions that um, one of members of our audience asked. How did you envision the clients or the audience for Selfie at the very beginning and how it evolved over time? Yeah, uh, actually from the very beginning, we um, paid a lot of the attention on social media. Uh, at that time, it was much smaller than it is now, of course, but we saw that it's a very fast growing uh, uh, platforms uh, and we wanted to 
make sure that our solution is built for the future, not for the past, meaning that uh, Selfie would be usable in those new emerging social media platforms uh, first and foremost, and maybe then it could have also some features that also serve some uh, technologies that maybe were built in the past, like uh, website embeds and stuff like that. So um, uh, that was a huge um, thing that we thought about very hard at the very beginning of Selfie. If you're saying that you were trying to build Selfie for the future, so what does the future look like now? What are you building the Selfie for? Very good question. Uh, so uh, we talked already a lot about digital products, um, and uh, I think this is for creators. It's for many of them. It's still the go-to product uh, for them to create and uh, sell to their audience. But we see more and more that uh, creators uh, move also in the physical world, creating different uh, physical products, um, and that's why that's why we also started to build those uh, features into Selfie, selling physical products, print on demand which is our fastest growing segment at the moment. Um, uh, and we see that creators really like that and audience also appreciates that there is something physical they can touch and uh, receive from creator. Uh, so um, I think that trend will continue and uh, creators, digital creators will step into physical world more and more in the future. Do you see this as the same, um, the same target audience and the same people that move from digital products to the physical ones, or you see it as two different categories. So for me, for example, when I hear digital products, I'm thinking, again, uh, designers, musicians, right? So is the the POD, the print on demand also for them, or you're thinking about people who maybe more monetize their influence, right? Their their celebrity status in some way to create merch for, for their personal brands. Yeah, there is certainly some uh, niches uh, where certain product types work better uh, than others. Uh, but I think uh, we and we have also saw on Selfie that our customers can be very creative and they can create uh, really awesome products almost for every niche. Uh, and they they can be digital as well as, uh, as physical or print-on-demand products. Uh, so I think it all, the, the limitation really is the uh, creativity of, uh, of, of a creator uh, and how they see their audience and what they can actually create for their audience uh, that they would uh, like and appreciate. Okay, w when you mentioned that the cre cre self-eye creators can be very creative, uh, do you have something in mind, something specific that sticks in, uh, sticks out in your, in your mind? Um, for sure. Uh, I think um, the, 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 the COVID times uh, actually opened up a lot of... Uh, creativity in the places where you previously didn't see that. Uh, one specific uh, example I can give is the, that during the uh, various restrictions, we had a customer, uh, I think it was in New Zealand, uh, there were different restaurants that combined and created a really awesome cooking ebook because they were closed, <laughs> but they still wanted to give uh, their audience and then uh, and their customers something to enjoy. So they cre created a ebook uh, every restaurant contributed with one recipe uh, I think it was the, the the model and the idea behind the ebook and they created a really awesome digital product uh, that you can buy and then uh, cook at home and uh, enjoy the meal so I feel uh, so things like that uh, I, I really appreciate uh, and uh, we see them on self um, on a regular basis so uh, 
definitely that is always something that you can think uh, think of and uh, whether it's digital or physical um, uh, it, uh, it's it's nice to see and uh, let, let's move back to to you personally for a second so you said yourself that you have been a creator before and then you sort of transitioned into a founder and SaaS founder entrepreneur do you see a big overlap of let's say skills and um, uh, like personal qualities or knowledge that is necessary for both of those uh, categories of business people or it's a completely different diff- different uh, cake um it's an in- interesting question but because i think um i have seen many creators many entrepreneurs with dev- very different skill set but i think what's uh, uh what's common is that uh, they all have initiative uh, and enthusiasm uh, and things like that uh, because everything else you can learn or or uh, delegate uh, no matter how you solve that but i think that the initiative is very important and uh, this is a i think defining factor uh for you to start to do uh your own thing um and uh yeah uh i think that's the must have and everything else could be learned i have no doubt that you have initiative that's for sure uh knowing you personally but uh what do you what do you think uh, what would you say is the thing that you have learned uh the, the most important thing that you have learned over the the, the years i did uh, learn a lot about how to work with people uh how to uh, solve different prob- problems together uh with my colleagues uh both working with the team and also solving different uh uh, problems for customers and trying to build the best product for them. Okay, that's that's actually something that I would like to talk about maybe a bit more, uh, which is uh, what you have spent the last X years uh, researching, which is your clients. Um, they are the solopreneurs, creative entrepreneurs in the creator economy. Uh, so what are the problems, the, the biggest problems, the challenges that they face? Um, or, and on the other hand, what characterizes the successful ones? Um, yeah, I will then start maybe what are the typical problems uh, we see. Um, and um, again, I will go back to that initiative. They all have initiative. They all have ideas uh, about what they wanted to do also in regards of uh, e-commerce and selling online uh, and monetizing their audience. Uh, they uh, A lot of times, if they it's a first experience for them, they lack uh, some specific knowledge about... Uh, um, store setup, uh, payments, how it all works uh, together. Um, and uh, we are very happy to support them through that process, uh, uh, providing best practices, uh, what we saw working for other creators, um, and also uh, just educating them about uh, possibilities uh, of our platform, uh, first and foremost, but also like very general e-commerce uh, related topics uh, um, so that's kind of our job and what our team d- uh, does. Uh, what distinguishes uh, good and bad, <laughs> if I can say so, creators... Uh, successful and yet not yet successful. Specific uh, aspect to every creator who is successful, there is something that draws people uh, in to listen, to watch. Um, and uh, it's very hard to define, uh, but if you know uh, some guys that you like to watch on YouTube, for example, you definitely know that there is some something special about this guy or girl uh, that you like, uh, and you uh, wait for every every new video, every new piece of content uh, that comes out, uh, and you are uh, pleased to watch it and uh, can really enjoy. So I cannot really define that aspect, but what I can say is that from every from very first minute that you observe 
uh, or read um, or listen uh, to a creator you like, you will notice in the, uh, and connect immediately uh, with uh, with such a such a person, such a creator, um, because that is something that uh, uh, talks to you uh, specifically. And what you're saying sounds to me like uh, the successful ones have very well developed personal brand. Yes, very well put. Thank you, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 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 what I'm getting at is that a lot of people have, understandably, a problem putting themselves out there, right? Putting their faces out there, uh, making videos of themselves, being in front of a camera. I know it's not that easy <laughs> to be in front of a camera. So, would you say that this is, um, whether has been previously or is a defining factor for future success? I think, uh, yeah, if we go uh, back to the question, what makes a successful creator? I think there is something unique about them um, that uh, um, makes people notice uh, that specific person, that specific uh, creator or piece of content, right? And that uniqueness can be very different, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, you can be very handsome looking. Uh, you can be really knowledgeable. Thank you. And uh, you're welcome. Uh, and the... Uh, and uh, I think, you know, people who are uh, looking for different qualities or different uh, information or different uh, content uh, will notice uh, something different. And it doesn't always mean that, you know, you need to very, be very outgoing, expressive uh, to be liked. You can also be very quiet and maybe shy, but be very knowledgeable and provide completely different uh, type of content to your audience um, that is based on uh, different qualities, right? And uh, an audience will, uh, different audience will be drawn to different pieces of, uh, of content. Uh, and I think there is a place, um, especially now where these platforms are really huge and the audience is massive. You can find um, a place for yourself, no matter uh, who you are and what you are doing and what's your style of um, uh, creation and uh, what's your style of uh, expressing yourself, you know. Um, I, I think you, you have a you, you have uh, many possibilities, um, but you need to know what's, what, what is that unique skill uh, or unique aspect you bring to the table. And this is a, uh, something that you need to work on and uh, to attract the audience. From your observation, how important it is for a starting uh, creator to become successful in order to, like, as a proper business, define their audience and their niche, as we were talking about before, um, or would you say, in your case, exploration of your own skills and your own knowledge should come first and the target audience will come later? Or you would suggest to start with that as any proper business should? If we compare to uh, a business or a technology company like Selfie, uh, for example, then also in the first uh, days, months, even years of, uh, of Selfie, we also didn't know how to do things, uh, what's the best... Uh, uh, you know, product we should build and things yeah. like that. And it came out of experimentation, get to know us, uh, our team, uh, needs of our clients, uh, and and so on. And I think the same logic also applies to uh, creators. You know, I have uh, talked with many of them uh, and they said, you know, uh, I started this YouTube channel five years ago, the first year nobody watched the videos and then slowly the audience started to grow. And those stories are very typical, you know, uh, from the first video, from the first podcast episode or the, for, or the first uh, uh, blog post, you'll probably not know what's the best uh, you can do um, to grow your audience. Uh, 
um, and eventually also to develop this into a business. But I think that experimentation uh, and also following uh, uh, and seeing what uh, your audience likes and appreciate will lead to a, a good result. Um, so don't uh, be afraid to experiment, to try, try to, uh, things out, and also to learn from other creators. Uh, um, I, I think all those things uh, combined will uh, make you, in, you into a successful creator. How important do you think it is to have a good business sense uh, in the creator economy? Uh, not necessarily as an uh, entrepreneur, but as a creator that tries to be successful, how important it is to have knowledge about things that even you mentioned, you know, charging, finances, yeah. stuff like that. I think this could be learned, right? It always helps that you know how to do business, how to uh, um, do some basic operations, how to do hiring, even creators, they very often hire people uh, to support them. Uh, so it's not uh, maybe uh, a lot different from uh, a small business, uh, a classic sm small business. Um, uh, so it definitely helps. But I think this is a skill set you can definitely learn. Uh, it's also something that always changes. There are new technologies, new possibilities, and you can always adapt to that. Um, and this is the place where actually the community comes in, right? Uh, you can always learn from other creators who have already done some of the things you are trying to accomplish. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I think learning, uh, is a skill set that you need to, uh, have, uh, but everything else, uh, you can, you can then pick up, uh, later down the road. That's a very good point. How would you then go about learning, uh, any new skill? Would you go to YouTube? Would you try to find the university course? Would you just try to do something and see how it goes? Yeah, nowadays I think there is a YouTube channel uh, for uh, everything and maybe even 10 or 50 or 100 YouTube channels on a single topic. There are many communities online. Um, I think also the creator community as such is very open. You can definitely get on a call or meet a, a fellow creator and learn from them. Uh, um, and and, and uh, yeah, I think uh, there are many options specifically now in the creator economy, creator space uh, to learn to educate uh, podcasts uh, uh, like this, uh, YouTube videos, a lot of content online. Uh, so yeah, I think that the problem uh, actually becomes how do you find the best piece of advice from all this, uh, <laughs> all this, uh, but uh, you know, this is maybe a, another topic. But uh, there is definitely opportunities uh, to learn. That's a very good topic. <laughs> now, now I'm going to ask you the, the, to, to, uh, to answer the question you posed yourself. So how do you define a good piece of content? I will, again, go back to comparing this to my own experience creating mm -hmm. a company and business, right? And when we first started, we actually um, uh, went through the Startup Accelerator, which is a typical uh, thing that uh, many companies do in uh, tech companies, um, and we also have a very good relationship with a few mentors, and still we, we talk with them on a regular basis. So uh, going back to creators, I think it's also a very good idea to be inside this space, into inside this community, and learn from other people who have done uh, those things before you. Uh, and I think that's the quickest, uh, most easiest part, most easiest way how you can accumulate the knowledge that you need and also maybe ask some challenging questions uh, to them. Uh, 
so that's kind of the I think the step one and kind of the the, the basics. And then um, if you can uh, pair that with the uh, learning or online with the through YouTube videos, communities, uh, podcasts, uh, blog posts, and whatnot. I think that only only kind of broadens your overall understanding of uh, how these things work um, and will allow you to become better every day. Uh, you mentioned a mentor. Can you expand in, on, on that a little bit? How does a mentor help? Is it even with specific skills or just an outside look at sort of what you're doing yourself? There are some specific knowledge that you uh, need to know, uh, whether it's like software development, hiring, finances, etc., etc., uh, that you can ask different people, right? Um, when I think kind of closer relationship with the, uh, with besides the just a regular advice uh, becomes important, and this th- these I call mentors, is is people who can actually uh, together with you go through the journey, and not only give you specific knowledge but also uh, support you emotionally <laughs> because it's sometimes it's very draining. Uh, process support you emo- emotionally understand where you are uh, when you try to solve very challenging questions um, that concerns maybe a business or even personal uh, life but it definitely affects also your business uh, I think that kind of uh, uh, knowledge uh, not only about the business but uh, life as such uh, is also very important uh, uh, when we talk about mentorship and understanding uh, and consulting other people all right, so a little quick fire round, uh, short questions and short answers. You ready for it? Yes, let's do it. Team player or lone wolf? A bit of both. Take risks or carefully calculate? Camp of calculation. Mobile or desktop? Work, uh, desktop, uh, entertainment, mobile. Who inspires you most? Um, it's not a bullshit answer. I will say my customers because uh, when I see people doing successful thing, being successful at what they are, it also gives me a lot of uh, drive uh, to do things uh, better and uh, improve myself. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, I had uh, this dream once to become a bartender. All right. What is an underappreciated business tool that you couldn't live without? Spreadsheets, for sure. What's your productivity life hack? Spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> and no, uh, actually, productivity. Yeah, um, I'm uh, also uh, re- really support the strategy to do, do important things uh, first in a day, uh, and then leave all, everything else uh, later for afternoon. So important things first in the morning when you have a fresh head, uh, the best thing. What does success mean to you? Uh, living life on your own terms. Beautiful. Now, I would really like to come back to one of your answers in our quick fire round. Um, when, when you talk about um, doing the important things first, does it only uh, does it only work during one day and the important tasks happen first or in life or business in general? And how do you choose that one important thing? I actually think that, you know, doing things first uh, when there is uh, something challenging uh, or important for you to do is actually helps to clear your head. Uh, It actually uplifts you uh, to do other tasks. So I think uh, solving uh, problems or challenging situations first 
is very important, uh, not just looking at what particular day, but also in life in general. Uh, can you go a little bit, do you have some sort of system that you follow, uh, whether it's a sticky note that you're writing your tasks on or calendar life runs your life? Uh, how do you manage all the tasks and all the um, things you have to do? Yes, I do uh, have some system for uh, the both for the calendar uh, when I do and kind of uh, divide my time, uh, especially for those important tasks. But it's not too busy for me. I, I leave a lot of uh, opportunity to be flexible uh, during my uh, uh, day uh, and week. Uh, and uh, then I also treat my email as a to-do list, right? So yeah. I'm uh, also in the camp of... Uh, Inbox zero. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> And uh, yeah, there are very uh, few emails uh, in my inbox usually, and uh, I try to do to treat them as a, as my to do list uh, and, uh, and and solve those uh, you know uh, incoming questions or uh, uh, the the things that I need to do. So those two two things combined actually uh, gives me, me my framework how I uh, uh, operate. You mentioned that you actually try to leave. Uh, a lot of time for not not to squeeze too much. I understand in in one day in one calendar day, uh, and I know uh, working with self and working with with the team that you value uh, work life balance. Let's call it uh, very much. How do you approach it, and how would you advise people? Like, what is the the rule? Would you advise to actually limit your work day to some specific amount of hours, or just um, whenever you're drained, you have to stop? How do you approach it yourself? I try to be very flexible, uh, the, and that's why it doesn't drain me out. Uh, I haven't, I don't plan my time minute by minute. Uh, I try to do, as I said, uh, do important tasks first, but also be very flexible so that I have time to explore, to learn, uh, to connect uh, with people, with colleagues, with customers, uh, um, and, I, and I think that's very, very important. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, my my daily schedule is uh, is uh, uh, made by me, not uh, made by uh, needs of others or needs of a business or something like that. I try to always apply my own uh, schedule upon the business. Uh, if I uh, put uh, 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 myself clear, clear, so that it's very easy for me to operate, and uh, I can work from. Uh, uh, very early morning to the late uh, in the evening, f but for me it doesn't seem like work. I really like uh, what I do because I have built a, a company that I like and I appreciate. I have hired the people that I like. Uh, I work with the customers that I also like. So uh, <laughs> there is nothing that would like stress me out uh, uh, or or uh, annoy me uh, in, in this uh, uh, kind of uh, life that I'm uh, I'm at. So. Uh, yeah, uh, I created this myself, and uh, I'm really thrilled and happy uh, to do all those things. Uh, of course, there are some challenging situations, uh, mood uh, swings, uh, and sometimes you are, uh, you know, a little bit down. Uh, but I, I think that's all, all normal. But like in general, uh, I'm like I like where I am at and the uh, the company that we have built and the, the customers we have. I, I think you're. Um where you are is actually inspiration to a lot of people because people not necessarily want to become uh, solopreneurs or creative entrepreneurs uh, to, to earn the big bucks, but it's a lifestyle, right? It's a, it's a freedom of managing your time as you seem to be doing. Um, so congrats on that. But also Thank I presume you. that over the 
over the years, there has been some bumps and some more difficult uh, times and issues. Can you shed a light of some biggest problems and how you have overcome them? For uh, every business, the um, beginning is very challenging. Uh, you stumble upon different uh, uh, things. Uh, you don't know uh, a lot of uh, uh, stuff that you need to know and that you uh, eventually learn. <laughs> uh, so uh, the beginning is always challenging. And um, yeah, uh, that's why I'm really happy with my co-founder and, and people who, uh, st- who we started Selfie with together, the community. Uh, around uh, us as well um, because this is uh, how we kind of uh, keep our sanity and uh, we're able to move forward and I somewhat kind of figure out those things and how to better to do to do them and also um, thinking more specifically about selfie and about our journey that are of course uh, some challenging moments uh, like for example when we needed to fire uh, our colleagues because we ran out of money and uh, we needed to kind of downscale the company. That was not a good uh, moment, uh, something to be proud of, but um, we needed to do it uh, because the product that we built at the time uh, and the strategy uh, that um, uh, we and I developed uh, wasn't uh, good enough to sustain uh, the company. So, um we, we let go uh, a few people, uh, reorganized the stuff, uh, rebuild the product. And from that moment, it started to grow again. Can you go a little bit more in depth about the product problems that, that caused all this? What was it? Yes, we uh, initially, we launched uh, Selfie as a place to sell digital products only. Um, uh, it had um, a lot less features than now. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we were at that kind of uh, um, a, a, a very simple tool to uh, do e-commerce uh, online uh, and social media or digital products specifically. And after a couple of years, we saw that there are many users with uh, a lot of products on our platform. And we had this idea to develop this into a marketplace. Uh, but we re- really didn't understand um, uh, how complex the marketplace creation actually is and what uh, skills and uh, um, marketing marketing effort you need to do to actually make the marketplace work. Uh, for us, it was uh, uh, yeah, a lot of lost uh, time and money uh, to figure out the different things that actually didn't work in the end uh, and uh, we needed to pivot back, um, somewhat back uh, kind of to the basic uh, um, yeah platform and then again expand that but uh, expand as an e- e-commerce platform adding more uh, possibilities for merchants uh, rather than building something very different uh, which mm-hmm. is a, a marketplace with the totally different customer dynamics there um, so I think that going back and being focused really helped uh, um, for the product and uh, that's actually a, um, a problem that a lot of people have that they take one avenue and then they stick to it. And then you don't know where is the point at which you have to pivot and turn back, right? It's a famous um, sunk cost fallacy, meaning you invested so much resources and money. Uh, and, and and maybe you're thinking like maybe one more step, one more hurdle we jump through and everything is going to turn around. How would you advise people to avoid this pitfall? And when is the moment? How do you rec- recognize the moment that you have to actually take a few steps back? For us, yeah, it was easy. You know, you you see that your balance in bank account uh, gets thinner and thinner, um, and you know that you 
there is something uh, wrong that you did uh, in a business. Uh, maybe you hire too many people. Maybe your product uh, doesn't work. Uh, uh, that's why you don't cannot attract enough customers. Uh, but there is definitely something wrong uh, about your strategy. Uh, so, um, so that uh, diagnosis is very kind of uh, easy to do. Uh, uh, and for us, we also, you know, we noticed that things are not developing. We are not growing the business. Um, the activity of our merchants who are signing up uh, is becoming uh, smaller and uh, more challenging for them to activate. So we uh, noticed all those kind of negative dynamics uh, when we launched the marketplace and uh, we ran it for, for uh, uh, nearly a year. And uh, yeah, we, we started to notice that there is something wrong about the, our product and, uh, um, and we needed to do something uh, different. Uh, and then we uh, sit together, we try to figure out what actually worked previously in the past before we made the pivot. Uh, what are the things that we can take uh, and build upon uh, uh, going forward? Uh, and this is exactly what we did. Okay, you wanted to build the marketplace in order to help people sell their products, right? Um, to, to find an avenue for them to, uh, to sell them. Where do the successful creators, most of them, sell their product? Is it these days blogs or TikToks? Do you see the traffic coming in from some specific platform or specific uh, place? We have uh, thousands of creators uh, currently selling uh, on Selfie, uh, and we have very good uh, um, uh, knowledge and understanding where the traffic comes from and what actually converts better. And what we have noticed that there is a, a correlation bef uh, between the sales, uh, monetization in general, not only e-commerce, but like even if you are running ads uh, or sponsorships, if you have uh, been successful in creating very uh, tight uh, relationships with your audience, then you will be more successful uh, also in the monetization efforts. Um, and there are some platforms, uh, I can say, for example, YouTube for sure, where this connection between uh, you as a creator and your audience is very tight uh, compared to uh, some other platforms. If you are also providing some uh, uh, educational content, then mm -hmm. uh, you really have a lot of opportunities to monetize that audience uh, and that, uh, that content. Uh, so there is definitely better uh, uh, avenues uh, to build uh, your audience, uh, to build those relationships with your uh, followers and fans and uh, subscribers. Um, uh, and also the content plays a very important role um, uh, when it comes down to monetization. What kind of role? Educational content usually works a lot better. There are different products uh, from ebooks, courses that you can sell, but also um, uh, for the same physical products, there is uh, a lot of the stuff that you can s sell again, specific to your audience and your niche, um, and, uh, even merchandise, right. Mm -hmm. But for, uh, for content that is ma maybe more, uh, entertaining, uh, right. You can yeah. maybe a lot quicker build the audience, but then again, um, it's very hard to figure out, uh, what you can, uh, how you can monetize that. Right. And then maybe different sponsorship or print on demand products. Uh, but uh, it's it's definitely a, a bit more challenging to monetize and monetize well um, in uh, if your content is more like entertaining versus more educational. I also hear quite a lot that subscriber or a follower is not equal um, uh, across channels. So a uh, follower on TikTok is not as valuable as a subscriber on YouTube. And uh, 
also an email subscriber is not is infinitely times more valuable than any other sort of follower. Do you also see that as well, especially in your platform with your creators, that emails bring still a lot of uh, a lot more uh, conversions than than platforms, social media platforms? Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, so the real relationship between you and your audience is completely different on different platforms, and this is something that you need to understand and account for. Uh, and same goes also not for social media, but for uh, 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 email subscribers uh, or, or or website traffic. Right. So one is kind of uh, direct contact you have with your uh, audience, with your uh, customers uh, you're kind of you have their email address you can personalize you can write a message there is some com communication already between you uh, two uh, so uh, and this translates also in 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 sales in uh, monetization that you eventually do um so the channel is very important you know how quickly you can grow in each channel then it also affects that you know maybe in 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 uh, platforms where um Content uh, is much more dynamic. It's shorter. It's very easy to grow quicker initial, initially uh, and build that audience. Uh, and uh, then maybe on platforms that are, you know, moving up a bit slower. But then the connection is is tighter between you and your audience. Uh, we talk a lot about video platforms, but I'm interested to know you as a former blogger. Uh, how do you see blogs standing these days? And do you see a lot of traffic and purchases coming also from written blogs? There is some uh, um, uh, traffic that definitely comes from those uh, avenues uh, because, again, creators are different. Uh, some like video content, some like written content, some like audio content. Uh, for every creator, is different. It's also very um, specific on the topic, on the niche. Uh, for some, maybe video works better. Uh, for some written content, uh, again, we can dive into different niches. Uh, if you are enter entertaining people, I think the video always works better. Uh, if you want to provide some very specific uh, knowledge or there is a lot of uh, information, numbers, texts, uh, research, um, uh, I think uh, then the written piece of content that you can actually uh, take and read and dial into uh, maybe in some areas works better. Of course, the online courses is uh, also a big, big segment uh, in, in that uh, transfer knowledge, mm -hmm. but I think written piece of content is also very important. So it's very niche specific, very creator specific, uh, I would say. Um, and uh, that's why we talked uh, in in the beginning uh, uh, also about different creators and how they approach the content creation. So it also depends on that. There's a place for everybody, right? And uh, if you were to build your um, personal brand and start your own solo business, where would you go? It's a good question. I always wanted, but don't have time to do it. Hey, 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 you, uh, sorry, but you just say that you have a lot of time because you manage it so well. Come on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I really like video. I like watching video. Uh, would I be a good uh, on videos? I don't know. But I think that's uh, uh, that's something that interests me mm -hmm. um, more than maybe writing. Um, um, so, yeah, creating uh, educational content, uh, educating people. Uh, I think would be uh, something that I would like to do, uh, and I'm already doing uh, by, you know, mentoring some some founders who are starting a business. Uh, I like to get a get a coffee with them, uh, spend a couple of hours discussing their business challenges and stuff like that. Um, and I think that is also a broader audience to for for that type of content. 
this is my knowledge. This is something that I, I could bring uh, to the table and, and discuss. Uh, so, uh, yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's look a little bit to the future. Then, where do you see the creator economy going as a whole? Is it video? Is it uh, individual creators? Is it content platforms? Yes, definitely uh, the, the video for sure, right? Because video just allows you to build uh, that relationships between you as a creator and your audience uh, to be much more natural, and uh, you can immediately connect. Um, and I think it uh, it really kind of it's a it's a good solid uh, connection, uh, um, and I think that will be growing uh, looking forward as well. Um, but uh, speaking about like monetization uh -huh. and uh, building a business. I think um, also that will kind of um, be touched upon uh, on this topic also briefly previously, but I think it will move also much more into physical world. We see creators becoming a lot more um, established, a lot more known in a mm -hmm. broader uh, um, yeah. uh, kind of bro broader uh, perspective and uh, people recognize them and they are, uh, you know, becoming more and more uh, superstars and rock stars um, yeah. uh, than, than previously. And I think they will also move into maybe much more traditional uh, sponsorships uh, and e-commerce uh, businesses and will be much more prominent uh, in, in those maybe more, much more traditional um, areas of business. Okay, now to, to, to end with, I want to put you on the spot a little bit uh, and ask you, how do you see this podcast that we're doing help your creators and your clients? Yes, uh, very good question. Um, and I think it came out of uh, uh, some brainstorm we had uh, previously. Um, uh, and uh, within Selfie, we always kept uh, in touch with our customers. We uh, talked with them, had the regular calls, and we accumulated a lot of knowledge, um, uh, not only about, you know, our product or how we could improve our product for, the, for, for for them, but also about like different things that they use to grow the audience, create content and things like that, that is maybe not directly correlated to Selfie. Uh, and uh, we always try to also educate our audience, uh, creators who are starting based on those tips and tricks that are uh, kind of more established uh, creators uh, tell us about. And, and then we saw that uh, why not uh, link those two uh, uh, yeah. together and uh, create a podcast where actual creator can come and uh, say how they do different things, uh, provide some tips and tricks for maybe uh, creators who are just starting uh, and uh, with us maybe being in the in the middle. So uh, again, creators learning from creators, uh, that's the connection we are trying to build with the Careers 2.0 podcast and I hope that uh, the audience will be able to uh, learn a lot from uh, creators who come as guests uh, and uh, tell about their journey. All right. I guess I'll have to cut out this clip and watch it every every time before an interview happens. But this is this is our goal and this is my goal. I take it upon myself as well to help creators learn from other successful creators. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, Maris. It was a it was a pleasure to talk with. Oh, it always is off camera, on camera. Doesn't matter. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you, Philip. And that's the very first episode done. What did you think? No, really, I want to know. So shoot me an email to philip at selfie.com or find me on Twitter and let me know 
who you'd like us to talk with, and what aspects of being a creative entrepreneur interest you most. Next episode coming your way soon, so please subscribe, and I'll catch you in the next one.